Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here is Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a multidimensional energy light worker. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've always dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun and let's get started right now. Today is part two of your life purpose. Last week was about finding it. This week, it's about how to make it work in your life so that you can love it. If you want to make it into your paying gig, this is a great way to do it. So if you want to make it your career, I specialize in that. Let's go ahead. I'm going to give you all my secrets today. So you can do it on your own if you want, or you can work with me if that's what you need to do. Here we go. Because last week, let me just say first, if you missed it and you don't know what your purpose is, it is on demand by the time you hear this. You can go back and you can listen to it and find your why. But today is part two. It's going to be, like I said, how to make your why and decide what you do next, how to take it. What do you do from there? We're going to work on how. How do you fulfill your why? How do you fulfill your purpose? And this show is for you whether you want to make it into your paying job or if you just prefer to make it part of your everyday life like volunteering or just how you live your life, who you are as a person. This will give you ideas on how to do all of that. Now, first, I'm going to give you a quick overview of what a life purpose is and what a why is in case you're joining me and you haven't heard the last one. Second, we're going to look at your life right now and if your why is already a part of it or not. And then we're going to look at you, your gifts, your talents, and find pieces of how you can live your life purpose. And lastly, we're going to put it all together. So we're going to get this roadmap to you so that you can make your purpose your reality. Really take your why. And how many times have you ever heard anybody talk like that? I have never been able to find anybody. I know they're out there somewhere, but I was never able to find someone that separated them out and made sense of it for me. First, quickly, what is a life purpose? This is just an overview. There's a whole show on this that I just did. So it feels like the reason for being on the earth. When you ask yourself, why am I here? It's your purpose. It isn't, and I said this last week, I'm going to say it again. It's not what you do or how you do it. It's the reason behind it. It's why you do what you do. It's why you love what you do, why you're fulfilled. And this one I also said last week, it's usually really simple to find your why. Well, your why is really simple, but we put so much effort into it that it feels like it's impossible to figure it out sometimes. My misunderstanding and the people I've talked to a lot of times, they see that their why is what they're supposed to do. What am I supposed to do? That's my, I'm supposed to, what kind of job do I want? They don't start with who am I and what do I want to do and what do I want to have happen in my life and then find the career. So what career do you want? When you're growing up, right? They don't give you the wait, first introspection about how do I feel and who am I and where am I supposed to be going and what's my core reason for being? 
What's my gift to the world? And then figuring it out. They just go, hey, what do you want? But every time I've helped a friend or worked with a client and they find their why and their purpose, they go, oh man, I knew that already. That can't be it. And I say, yeah. Does it feel right? And they go, yeah, but that's it? Yeah. And how do you make it work? I said, okay, now that I need to work with you on. You don't need to, but I'm just saying that's what I get the response on. Okay, well, now that I know that, okay, let's go. It's so exciting to realize what it is. So the next step, once you know your why, is what we're going to talk about now. How do you implement it in your life? Do you want a job or a career path that pays you that you can live your why and your, your purpose? Do you want to do it through your volunteering? Or maybe it's a hobby. Is your purpose part of your path now? Is it working for you the way you're doing it? Because it might have been working for you in the past. Maybe you knew it, you're living it, you love it. But now it's like, uh, it's not as fulfilling. But I'm still living my purpose, but something's off. Maybe the purpose didn't change. Because I haven't seen a purpose change yet. Now, you may have two or three things that are part of your purpose. But you might need to change the way you're doing it and living it in the world. Maybe you're missing a piece of the puzzle that you need to know about yourself in order to make it more fulfilling the way that you're doing it. And I do want to mention that my purpose is healing and inspiring others. You may have two or three different purposes. And I have the question all the time of, do I combine them or do I do them separately? It doesn't matter. You can do what feels right for you. You can do them all together in a job or a career or in a volunteer. You can do them at different times in your life. So maybe you, your two things are you want to heal the environment and spread joy. Maybe you work when you're younger and healing the environment more and more and more. And then as you get a little older, you go, you know, I want to live my life now by spreading more joy. And maybe you're still working on healing the environment, but it still feels like it's part of who you are. And it's not like you've changed. It's just that you want to shift your perspective to something a little different. Also, the two different parts of your life you can do it in. So maybe, like I said before, you might do part of one of them in your volunteer work. So maybe you volunteer at doing something that helps you spread joy. Or your job is where you help heal the environment, where you get paid for it. Whatever works for you at this moment in time is what you want to do. And if you're not implementing your life purpose now, where do you want to go from here? What's your how? Because there are a million different directions, more than a million. You, the really cool thing is it's your choice. You can do whatever feels right to you. You can do it through your job and career and get paid. I mean, that's the best of all possible worlds, right? Get paid and do what feels like your purpose and your path. Or you can, might be able to find that you want a volunteer to do it as your time permits because the rest of your life might get in your way. So maybe... You volunteer very heavily for a few months and then you take some time off because your job gets a little too much. But your volunteerism might be what really moves you. Or maybe you have a hobby or you teach someone like a piano or singing or something and you do just a little bit of that. But you what you love, but you love your job. So how do you combine what you love, your purpose, into what you do? Any way you want. There's no right or wrong in anything you choose. If you want your purpose to be how you make a living, you can. You can do it by volunteering instead, or both. And you can have jobs in totally different fields at different times in your life. Because how you make your why work for you 
it may be the same why, but it's going to be maybe totally different than how somebody else will enact their why. They may be something totally different. For me, I could have been a healer in so many different ways. But then there's the blood issue. There's the science, which was not my really strong suit in school. I got B's, but I had to struggle to get B's. And sometimes I got A's, but I didn't really understand it. It wasn't, I wasn't really wired to do that very well. I had to push myself. And when I look at healing, that's what I always thought of as a kid. I didn't want to go through that many years of school. I didn't mind school, but eh. And then I didn't want to have someone's life in my hands. So I didn't really want to do that. But when my divorce hit, I realized that I'd been a Reiki master for 20 years. And that's a form of healing. But I didn't really think of it that way. And I didn't even think about my purpose up to that point until any transitional time may make you go, okay, I'm rethinking my life. If you've been there, you understand what I'm talking about. Your whole life may turn upside down because you want to make a shift. So my healing that I do now, I do it through my coaching. I do it through the energy work still, not only on the individual, but on their homes or their businesses to help them heal the spaces to shift that energy to help them heal themselves. And even motivational speaking and doing their show has to do with healing at a certain level. And I also have to say the other half of mine is inspiring people. It didn't happen at all as far as I was concerned, except when I was on the stage and I was acting, maybe, maybe, I don't know, I might have inspired someone to do something or be a little different. But mine now with the motivational speaking that I do and the coaching and, and even the intuitive readings, the combination that I do feels like I'm living my purpose with all the different things that come together. My purpose remains the same, but how I do it keeps evolving and changing. And you'll find that may be the same with you. My specialty as a life coach is working with my clients to take all of their passions that they've been struggling to figure out how to make it a paying job, and even some who've given up on it, to actually shift their mindset to more deserving, to knowing that, oh, I can do this. I can do it. So we work on the obstacles that come up. So don't be surprised if you have obstacles because you wouldn't be human if you didn't have them. Fears, I'm not good enough. I don't know what to do. How do I do it? All those things will come up as you work through this. It, to some extent or other, not necessarily debilitating. And sometimes they are. But by the end of the show today, I want to have given you a step-by-step -step guide to find different options for how you can put your purpose or your why to work so that you can either get a paying job with it or find a career that'll work for you, or you'll know what you want to do. If you find that you're still struggling and one of your resistance things is money, because that one comes up a lot, I want you to know that I actually have a VIP day for changing your money karma. I only work one-on-one -on -one with people to do this. Well, actually, I hadn't thought of doing this before, but if you mention this show, I will give you $200 off. Don't tell anybody I said that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's something that, honestly, it shifts who you are at depth. It can change your reality on that because that's one of the biggest resistances. So please know that you aren't alone. How do you choose? If you just are tuning in right this minute, this is where you start figuring it out. Whether you want a career that you love and you want to get paid for living your purpose, whether you're kind of done with working and you want it to be your volunteer life or just how you live your life, these are questions that you're going to ask yourself. So you might want to write down the questions or answer now, whichever one you want to do, because we're going to be going through a lot of stuff. If you're listening on demand, you may want to pause. 
and listen and write things down and come back, whatever works for you. So here we go. The first question to ask yourself, and I use this in the last one. So if you were in the last, you listened to the last show, you're going to have some of these answers already. What do I love to do? What brings me really joy or fulfillment in every part of my life? So maybe you love sports, you love nature. What is it, not why, but what is it that you love to do? Write down what it is you love. Maybe there's something about your career that you love that brings you fulfillment or brings you joy. It could be doing something or being somewhere specific. It could be a specific circumstance where you're playing with your child or or walking the dog as you love nature or jogging or whatever it is that you love to do. And like I said, last week I asked why. Why do you find this joy? But this week, just write down what it is. The second one is who do you love to be with? Who do you love to be around? Don't worry about how this connects to your why right now when you write these things down. Just, we'll do that part later when we wrap it all together. So who do you love to be around? Who brings you, kind of just really is fun if you have someone like that. Maybe they're fun, maybe you do fun things, or maybe they're just somebody who listens all the time. What do you love to do and who do you love to be around? The next one is going to be a little different. So we're going to talk about animal, vegetable, or mineral, as we used to say when I was in school. What do you love being around? So when you're talking about animals, okay, we're going to talk about people first. Do you love to be around people or are you a loner? So write that down. And if you love to be around people, is there a specific age group that you love? Do you love preemies or baby, toddler age, kindergarten kind of age, or maybe you're into the the dreaded junior high age because they're so hard to be around, but you love it because you make such a difference there because they're growing and they can shift one way or the other so fast. Or do you maybe love to work with college age people or senior citizens, people going into hospice that are just at the end of their lives? Is there a specific type of person that you love to be around in an age group? Or maybe it's a special type of person, someone maybe who's already in the hospital You want to help people that are handicapped in some way or have a specific disease. And if you're a loner, maybe you love to be on a foundation to help them as a group, but not one-on-one. Or maybe you want to help people one-on-one. Maybe you would rather do research. So these are just thoughts of what is it that feels and that calls to you. So write those things down. Now, what about animals? Do you prefer wild animals? You love dealing with wild. They're so beautiful. You want to help endangered animals. Do you want to get out in the world and do it? Do you want to work on in a project kind of thing and a resource? Or do you want to get out there and actually make a difference in an animal's life? Maybe you want to work in a zoo and make the conditions better. Whatever it is that calls to you. But maybe you're really into pets. I don't know whether that would be fish or fowl or furred critters. What is it? that calls to you. Maybe you're going to work with abused animals or animals that you want to find a home for or a certain type of breed or something. Just questions to ask yourself. Write down the answers. And what about environment? Are you really into Mother Earth? Do you want to work on rainforest things or global warming or or cleaner energy? You can have a ton of different things and nothing may go together. It doesn't matter. Write it all down and don't question yourself. We'll work on the rest later. Okay, so just keep writing things down. The next thing is what type of field are you drawn to? Whether it's paid or volunteer, 
Are you into legal? The law really talks to you in some way. Maybe you're into medical things or healing, which is the same but different because my healing isn't medical related. Maybe you're into design or construction type things. You love putting things together and building. Or maybe you're really good in science and you understand it or archaeology or astrology or whatever it is, whatever field it is. Even if you've never done it before or if you've always have an interest in one of these or you love it and you've been doing it for 60 years, it doesn't matter. Write it down. And if you don't know or if you want to drill down further, you can look at the categories and if the category itself doesn't really call to you, cross it off. But look at some of the subcategories. So if you're into the medical field and you're going, I'm not sure, look at the different possibilities in the field. What are some of the subcategories? Besides being a doctor of a million different types of doctors out there, you could be a nurse or a different, all these different kinds of nurses. You could be a psychologist or a psychiatrist. You could be a therapist specializing in whatever, a nutritionist, a technician of some sort or a dentist. There may be things that are more kind of healing related rather than medical. So maybe you're into more massage or energy work. Take some time. Give this some attention because the more you delve into it and the more that you feel, oh yes, rather than, well, maybe. Don't choose the oh maybes. This is stuff you really feel connected to. The stuff that you go, oh yeah. There's no wrong answer. There's no right answer. It's just stuff that calls to you. So don't worry about whether you're doing it right or not. Another category is skills that you've learned, things that you're pretty good at, that you've learned, those like maybe carpentry, plumbing, cooking, construction, architecture, whatever it is you've learned that you go, yeah, I'm good at that. I can do that. Another one are your natural abilities. Things like, for example, what are you best in school in? Were you good in math or science or or music or sports? And you should not only be good at it, but it should feel good when you do it. You may not love it, but you know you're good. So write those things down. And then, of course, there's gifts and talents that you may have. And this is not just actors and creative people or sports because you're athletic. It could be that you're funny. It could be that you're great at solving puzzles or you have a really good color sense or you're, you can design things in your head or write down or you can make a home feel really good and just feels good. So even if you've never had any kind of background on it, you feel like it's kind of your gift. It's like something that you can do. Now, I have to admit that some people don't get it. They don't see what their gifts and talents are, or they take them for granted. For example, my sister, who always felt that she was not talented. She's older than me by quite a few years. But because I, w I acted on stage in high school and beyond and sang and danced and did all that sort of thing, it's sort of in-your-face kind of talent. It's not the quieter talent. And because she played the cello and she didn't do a very good job one day and felt she had stage fright from thereafter, she felt she was, couldn't do anything. And she had no gifts or talents. But she has so many and they just weren't so obvious. So if you feel the same way, they're not as obvious to you. Just know you have them. So you may need to delve a little deeper into who you are to find those gifts and talents that you have. Now, I did mention also that you might be taking them for granted. I also had a friend when I, I knew him. He was 15 and I was older than him. He could play the piano like nobody's business. This is one of those people that you go, yeah, duh. But he knew he could do it, but he didn't care that much, it seemed like, at the time. He could not only play by ear anything he heard, 
he could go ahead, change keys for you if you were a singer. So he could accompany anything. You could start singing something and he'd start being able to play it even if he'd never heard it before. And yet it didn't mean that much to him because it was a gift he already had. So he took it for granted. But one year after I hadn't talked to him for a while, I saw a show on stage in a really big theater and it was Brigadoon and the lead dancer was unbelievable. It blew my mind and I had to look at my program to see who it was because it was kind of far away and I couldn't tell. And it was my friend. And I went, oh my God, you have to be kidding me. This man or boy at the time, he was so awkward. He couldn't dance at all. And yet he was up there. Amazing, beautiful dancing. And Brigadoon's mostly ballet. It was unbelievable. And I talked to him later and he said, yeah, yeah, I love music. But dancing was such a challenge and, and I learned it and it means so much to me. But don't forget the gifts that you have because he ended up embracing his gifts and his talents and the skills that he learned by ending up on at least off-Broadway, I'm not sure if he ever made it to Broadway, and playing the piano on stage while singing and dancing and doing all the other things that he would love to do as well. So know that you have all these different things that you have. And I've been asking you all sorts of questions on what you love, what you're good at, and I hope you've been writing down every single thing, because if you look at your page now, you're going to see there's a lot of interesting, strange things down. Some may be weird or wacky or maybe even unexpected, but you're going to have a lot of stuff down. And I want you to add a couple more things to your list. Anything that you wish would happen, anything that you have a desire to do or be that you haven't yet, any dreams you have for your life that you haven't had yet happen, but you keep thinking about them. They're like recurring thoughts that you always wanted to do. Maybe you always wanted to audition for something or go on a safari or play in a band but you've never done any of those things or jobs you've always wanted to try, a specific field or a sport you've wanted to play. Write those things down. Add those to the list if they really feel like what you want. Because now comes the exciting part. How are you going to put all these things together? Because it's going to look really random right now. You're going to see what fits together, even if it's in a really maybe unusual way. Now you're going to take all those random things that you have in, listed there and you're going to try out different combinations. On a separate piece of paper or in a separate part of your computer or wherever you're doing this, start taking one word from column A, one from column B, maybe one from column C, and try to string some of these things together to see if they start making sense. But as you do this, keep your why in mind. Let me give you a couple of examples because I don't want you to go, what is she talking about? When you're putting these together in combination, so say that you loved music, but you don't really play, but you love to listen to it. And maybe your why is to heal. So perhaps you decide music therapy might work for you. Then maybe one of the other things on your list are animals. So you're thinking music and animals, music and animals. I could play for animals, but how does that deal with my why? Music therapy for animals. I don't even know if that's a thing. But maybe you go, whoa, I should look into that. That looks, that sounds really interesting. Maybe that's something I could do. Keep looking at different combinations and then look back at your why. So always have the why at the top of your page or the top of your computer or something. So you keep that in mind as you're putting these together. First, put them together all randomly and all the different combinations you can think of. And then start throwing them out when they have nothing to do with your why, with your purpose. Until you get down to three or four of them. Okay. For example, with me, 
with my intuitive gift. Maybe you have intuitive gift. Do you want to do readings for people? How do you want to make that work with your purpose? Well, my intuitive gift has to do with healing people. I also want to inspire people, right? That's what I had said. Healing and inspiring is my thing. So for me, I use my gift differently from other people. I like to help people when they're going to make a decision, to show them what each path might bring so they can find their path, their purpose, find what indeed is is a better choice for them, what challenges they might face. I also like to use that gift as part of my why. When I'm helping people with not so great relationships, and they won't, but I want this to work, but they don't know why it's not working. So I can read past lives and see what lesson agreements were made between the people to see what they want to learn. And if they go, we've already learned that. I can either let that person go or they can make a choice and they understand and they go, now I get it. Now I can do something different or I can choose to learn this lesson or I can say, never mind, next life, go away. I'm not interested. This is something that I've chosen to work with as part of my Heal and Inspire purpose so that it comes in a little different package than somebody else's intuitive gift might. Like I said, keep combining the different things on your list. They don't need to make sense. And you may have 40 or 50 different combinations or more. But eventually you're going to be seeing certain things. Like I said, maybe there is no music therapy for animals. But if you come across a combination that tickles you or go, well, I got to look into that, then keep it on your list and have a list of three to five to 10 things, not 40, get it down to some, and then you're ready for the next phase. The next phase is where you take one or two paths that come up. There are no wrong choices, what you choose. It's whatever appeals to you the most to start with. Look at your list that you have left of these different combinations, and you're going to take the next phase to be a research phase. First, look and see if they connect well enough with your why to make sense and if they excite you. If you go, yeah, I really want to look into this. This is like really cool, but can this work? The research phase has to do with Googling the job. It's one thing you want to do or the idea of what you want to do. See if those words bring anything up. Isn't Google fabulous? What did we do before Google? I know some of you don't remember that, but just saying, you don't have to find a dictionary or encyclopedia or anything. Now you can just go and Google whatever you want because ideas will start bubbling up on their own. People may start saying things out of the blue when you start getting an idea and a path in mind. They'll start going, you know, I was thinking, or maybe you mention it to somebody and they go, oh, have you ever tried or ever thought of? And you'll go, whoa, pay attention to other people that talk to you, to ideas that come to you, to a movie. You might have a phrase in a movie that you go, oh my God, that's the answer I've been looking for. Well, I know I know why I'm watching this movie. The phrase in a song, if you can understand what the person's singing about, it comes to you. It will be there. Now, You might also find you need more schooling or education, right? You might need a degree or to be certified in something. So great. So how long would that take? Is that something you want to do? Maybe it becomes the idea of, yeah, no, this is not, I'm not willing to do eight years for this, five years for this, whatever schooling it takes. I mean, like a doctor, hello, brain surgeon, it's going to take a lot of work. Maybe you choose something a little different. You find a slightly different path that still works with your purpose and some of the combination. Maybe it's slightly different, but you go, oh yeah, I really love this idea, but I'd have to shift it a little bit to make it work. This research phase is really important so you know which way you're headed. You can also look to see if there's how much money is involved with this path, this choice that you're making to live your purpose. Is this how going to work, how you make it happen? Maybe you do what I did, which you just ask the universe and say, hey, this feels really good. If it's right for me, give me the money. Show me the money. 
go ahead, give it to me if I'm supposed to do it. Maybe like me, you'll have the money show up in four days and you go, holy moly, I guess I don't have a choice. I guess I'm doing this because I said I was going to. That gets a little nerve wracking sometimes when you make a big choice. But when you do decide to move forward, all of this research is going to be exactly what you need to do. Now, if you still don't know how to move forward and you're going, eh, not too sure, you can do so many other things. So you can look for a mentor who's already been in the business or who's retired. You can ask them for help. You'd be surprised how many people are willing to step out and help people. But if they don't know you need help and you don't ask, you won't know if they're willing to do it. Some people just want to mentor you and you don't need to pay them anything. Other people would require payment for their time. So whatever you can afford and whatever feels right for you, perhaps you need a mentor that is kind of expensive because you know the value they bring to you will be huge. Then ask for the money, right? Ask the universe. Get it ready. You can reach out to Facebook groups or to your friends or for connections. There's all different kinds of ways to connect now. But you have to ask if you need help. Ask your friends, ask for Facebook group. If you know what you want and you're not sure quite how to get it, even when you do your research phase, you can either let it go at that point and shift and do a different combination you want to do research on, or you can keep looking to see how it works for you. Because two things are going to start happening. Maybe a couple more, but two major things normally happen. Either when it feels right, things will start falling into place. You'll start going, oh my God, I really love this combination. It makes sense for me. I can do this. This is perfect. But you probably at some point will start having obstacles because some fear of some sort will show up. Maybe the I'm not good enoughs will show up. Yeah, I'm not worthy. The fear of failure, the fear of success, maybe even. This lack of money thing may show up. Now, if there are blocks and obstacles, you can check out one of my shows, not only the, the shows here, but also that some of the YouTube videos are about releasing the blocks to your dream, tearing down walls, things that you can look at to shift because there are specific ways you can do these. Those fears and obstacles, they won't necessarily feel like they're impossible to get through because you'll still have the positive feeling behind it. But sometimes the second thing that might start to happen is you start going down a path and it, nothing will start working. Every single thing will get in your way. Every obstacle you could possibly imagine shows up. Then you have the choice of whether you butt your head and decide, well, maybe this isn't going to work for me. Or you decide on if you're going to go ahead and keep working anyway. I knew someone who was really young who decided, I'm going to move. Nobody in his family necessarily wanted him to move. His job, he had a job, he had a car, he had all this stuff. Things started falling apart. Relationship, job, stuff started happening. He was like, no, this is what I'm supposed to do. And he was brave and he went ahead and went out and did it. This was the thing he felt the need to do because he knew there was a reason behind him going. He knew he needed to go. Once all this happens, once you get to this point, then you can start making your plan. I've gone through and asked you a lot of questions on who you are and how you want to make these different combinations of possibilities to maybe come up with weird and wacky choices where you go, I want to do this. This is a strange choice. Maybe this job doesn't exist, but maybe you can be a trailblazer and make it happen for you and make this purpose really exciting for you instead of just falling into someone else's plan for you. So how do you make a plan now that you have some ideas? After all your ideas come up and you write down everything you need to do to make your how a reality, then I want you to make sure that you don't let your why and your purpose get lost while you're figuring out how you want to make it work. Always keep that in the forefront of your mind. 
And then you're going to put down that chronological plan, the step-by-step of what you need to do that you've done during the research phase. If you know that this is going to be a big project, you have lots of steps to do, make sure that you write it down just so you can see it, so you can get it in your head and remember it, even if you don't keep it forever. You don't need to to keep the piece of paper or the, the savings, you know, what am I doing? But at least see it so you can see if you're missing any steps. You might not know how to do something or you might not know how to get money. So you might need to go back to the research phase and find out exactly what's missing and then what you need to do to make those steps work. Somewhere in all of this process, you need to ask. Even if you don't ask for a mentor or you don't hire a life coach or or talk to friends, even if you don't do any of that stuff, at least, at the very least, and, and the most important is to ask the universe for clear information on what your purpose is and where is the best thing right this moment, how to make it happen, how to live it, how to maybe make it the most fun for you, as well as make the biggest difference in the world or in the people that you want to deal with or whatever it is that you feel that you want to do. Remember that if you procrastinate, you are going to give yourself a timetable. You have to, or you will never do it. And you'll look back on your life and go, dang, I meant to do that 12 years ago, 20 years ago. And you might never do it. So when you give yourself a timetable, try and do steps you're willing to take. The bite-sized steps, whether it's just baby steps or whether you're someone that needs to take a quantum leap to make sure you know it's going, you need to know yourself here. And choose that you have someone to report to. Kind of like homework, we have to get it done or else you're in trouble. Whether it's a friend or you've hired the life coach, It just will keep you on track and keep you moving forward. And one of the best things about coaches is that we have all these little things that we've learned or over the years that, especially from where I went to school, we have lists of different things, different ways we can help you move forward, as well as just experience. And sometimes you need that. I know I did for a while on certain types of parts of my life. And so if this is something you go, yeah, I'm putting it off. I'm not doing it. I need somebody that I have to kind of report to, okay, fine, I'll do it. Give yourself that gift. Whether you have a mentor or friend or a life coach or whatever it is, it really is important. It's such a big thing, something that will make all the difference. And obviously, every time that you work with how you want to make your life a reality, there really is no rules. There is no wrong answer. You can do it any way you want, which is what makes it so exciting. And then once you choose how you're going to live your purpose, you don't have to stick with it. If it doesn't work for you, you go, yeah, no, let me do some more research and get choose one of those other things that I thought might be a good idea. So you keep the piece of paper with all the combinations. You can go back and look at it later. You can really have fun. That's the most important rule. You want to have fun knowing that you can find your way of being in, in the world and still living your why. The one thing I want to make sure is that people know that how they live their life is not their why. So if you have a job like a firefighter or a doctor or a policeman, so many people feel that is their why. But that is not their why. That's how they act out their why. So maybe they want to serve and protect and they're a policeman. You can do that even when you're retired in a different way. But you need to know what your why is so that you don't wither and die when your job forces you to retire if they do. That is something you can give the gift to someone else as well to let them know that. Keep asking them, why do you love what you do? What is it about that? Why? Because once they know their why, they can find another how. 
They don't have to feel like they're less of a person when they stop working at their day job. It's just about time to wrap it up. And I want to thank you for gifting me of your time and gifting yourself of your interest in the subject because they can change your life in such a deep way. If you have questions, you have comments, or you want to work with me and get on my schedule, you can email me at carol at connect2joy.com. Or to get on my schedule, you can also go to my website. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest, give me a shout out and I'll send you an application. Until next week, remember, you are already enough to have that joyful, limitless life that you desire. You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life. Do you want to know more? Visit host Carol DeShane's website at connect2joy.com. 